Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. While Jesus was going through a field of grain on the Sabbath, his disciples were picking the heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands, and eating them. Some Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them in reply, Have you not read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he went into the house of God, took the bread of offering, which only the priests could lawfully eat, ate it, and shared it with his companions? Then he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. Saturday is traditionally dedicated to honoring Our Lady, a weekly opportunity to meditate on her virtues. For hundreds of years, Christians have given special attention to Mary on Saturdays. Throughout history and in our own times as well, theologians and ecclesiastical writers have explained some of the reasons that make this devotion particularly appropriate. Thus, St. Peter Damien writes that Saturdays commemorate the completion of God's work of creation. God rested on the seventh day, and Mary is on the one in whom, through the mystery of the Incarnation, God made for himself a holy resting place. Saturday, the Sabbath of the Old Law, is also an anticipation of the Lord's Day, a symbol and sign of heaven. Christ, risen from the dead, is the gateway to eternal life in heaven, and the Blessed Virgin is our way to Jesus, just as she was his way for coming into the world. St. Thomas, also, points out that Saturday is dedicated to Mary because on that day she kept faith in the mystery of Christ after his death. In any case, we Christians need a special day to honor Our Lady and show her our love in a special way. And so, since ancient times, special Marian devotions have been held on Saturdays in churches, chapels, and shrines throughout the world. Many Christians make a special effort to honor the Blessed Virgin in some special manner on this day. Some choose one favorite aspiration to repeat often throughout the day. Others pay a visit to a sick person, or to a poor family, or to someone who is lonely or suffering, in honor of Our Lady. Still others visit a church or shrine dedicated in her honor, a 
Father simply make a special effort to be attentive in reciting the Rosary, the Angelus, or Hail Holy Queen. There are many good Marian devotions. There is no need to practice every single one of them. But anyone who doesn't live some of them, who doesn't express his love for Mary in some way, does not possess the fullness of the faith. Those who think that devotions to Our Lady are a thing of the past seem to have lost sight of the deep Christian meaning they contain. They seem to have forgotten the source from which they spring. Faith in God the Father's saving will, love for God the Son, who really became man and was born of a woman, and trust in God the Holy Spirit who sanctifies us with His grace. If you look for Mary, you will necessarily find Jesus, and you will learn in greater and greater depth that there is in the heart that what there is in the heart of God. Let us consider how our own lives reflect this ancient Christian practice of special devotion to Our Lady on Saturdays. of faith. This Saturday, perhaps, we can consider Our Lady's great faith, a virtue in which she excels every other creature. Even before the angel announced to her that she was to be the mother of God, Mary would meditate on the scriptures. She would discover their deepest meaning as no one had ever done before. Her understanding, free from the effects of sin, was enlightened by faith and by the fullness of God's grace. In this light and with the help of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Our Lady was able to fathom the depths of the Messianic prophecies. She longed for the Savior's coming, and her insistent prayer was an echo of the constant petition of all the patriarchs and the people of Israel throughout its history. But her prayer was more pleasing to God than theirs for it came from a heart free from sin and full of faith and hope. With her earnest petition, Mary gave glory to God more fully than did all the rest of creation. The Blessed Trinity looked upon Mary with a special fondness. When the fullness of time came, with the angels of heaven looking on, God's messenger salutes her, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. St. Luke recounts that Mary, when she heard the angelic greeting, was greatly troubled at the same and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. Mary did not resist or place any limitations on the fulfillment of God's will. She left herself totally open to whatever God might want from her. God had prepared the Blessed Virgin for her special mission, filling her with His grace. Now, with the revelation of her special calling, the seed sown by God on such good ground began to bear fruit through Mary's acquisitions. Yet mihi secondum verbum tuum. Indeed, at the Annunciation, Mary entrusted herself to God completely, with full submission of intellect and will manifesting the obedience of faith to him who spoke to her through her, his messenger. She responded, therefore, with all her human and feminine I, 
this response of faith included both perfect cooperation with the grace of God that precedes and assists, and perfect openness to the action of the Holy Spirit, who constantly brings faith to completion by His gifts. The Annunciation brought with it the fulfillment of all that had been in Our Lady's heart, but it is also the point of departure from which her whole journey towards God begins, her whole pilgrimage of faith. The most immediate consequence of Our Lady's faith is her full obedience to God's plan, and this consideration can help us to examine ourselves to see whether our faith leads us to imitate her obedience, whether we are truly willing to fulfill God's will in everything, unconditionally, desiring whatever God's will whenever He wills it, and in whatever way He wills it. We can especially ask ourselves how we accept the ordinary difficulties of our day. Sickness, which we should love if it comes, suffering and sorrow, an unforeseen change in our plans, the failure of some project, in a word, anything that interferes with our own desires. Let us consider whether both success and failure, enjoyment as well as suffering, leads us to grow in holiness, instead of putting a distance between ourselves and our Lord. Mary's Life of Faith Our Lady's life was not easy. She had to contend with trials and difficulties, but her faith overcame all obstacles and gained in strength with each victory. Mary teaches us as a mother does, and being a mother, she does so quietly. We need to have sensitivity of soul, touch of refinement, in order to understand what she is showing us by what she does more, by what she does more than but by what she promises. She teaches us to have faith. Blessed art thou for thy believing, were the words of greeting uttered by her cousin, Elizabeth, when Our Lady went up into the hill country to visit her. Mary's act of faith has been a wonderful one. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word. When her son was born, she contemplated the greatness of God on earth. A choir of angels was present. And not only the shepherds, but also important men of this world came to adore the child. Afterwards, however, the Holy Family had to flee to Egypt in order to escape Herod's murderous intent. Then, silence. Thirty long years of simple, ordinary life, just like that of any other home in the small village in Galilee. Mary's faith shines silently in the years of her life in Nazareth. The son born of her is a child who grows and develops like any other human being. He learns to walk, to talk, to work. Yet she knows that this child is the son of God, the long-awaited Messiah. She knows that the helpless one in her arms is the Almighty, that those first halting words are pronounced by him who is infinite wisdom, and that his childish games and later on his work as a boy and a young man are the actions of the creator of heaven and earth, 
Blessed Virgin looked at her son with love as her child and with reverence as her God. Her faith shone in the everyday events of her life. Her life of prayer grew in intensity through intimacy with Jesus, and thus she was able to give a supernatural meaning to all the events of her life and sanctify the ordinary everyday things that some people wrongly regard as unimportant or insignificant. Everyday work, looking after those closest to you, visit to friends and relatives. Mary's faith reached its crown, Yuxta Krukem Yesu, at the foot of the cross. There, silently, she fulfilled God's will with the fact of her presence and manifested the brightness and splendor and steadfastness of the faith in her heart. All of her lady's life was lived in the obedience of faith. When we contemplate her, we can understand how to believe means to abandon oneself to the truth of the word of the living God, knowing and humbly recognizing how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. Mary, who by the eternal will of the Most High stands, one may say, at the very center of those inscrutable ways and unsearchable judgments of God, conforming herself to them in the mid-light, dim light of faith, accepting fully and with a ready heart everything that is decreed in the divine plan. We lack faith. Today we practice this virtue, trusting in God and in His Mother. We will be daring and loyal. God, who is the same God as ever, will work miracles through our hands. Grant me, dear Jesus, the faith I truly desire, my Mother, sweet Lady, Mary Most Holy, make me really believe, make me look at all the events of my life with a serene, unshakable, and operative faith. Give you thanks, Almighty God, for all thy benefits. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.